your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so does not cost you a single penny and ensures you never miss another episode. Tonight's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On tonight's podcast, we have a couple of different things to talk about. There are some NHL transactions that I thought I would update you on. Nothing too exciting, relatively straightforward stuff. A little bit actually does involve the Jets, but nothing more than you would probably expect. I saw some Twitter jokes about it, so you can kind of guess that it's not a particularly noteworthy move. But the, uh, the bigger topic of discussion tonight is talking about the uh, upcoming training and minicamps, which we now have rosters and a schedule. And I thought I would kind of dive into the, the rosters and talk about some of the players that I'm personally eager to get a look at and whether or not any of these guys might actually have a chance at cracking the NHL or AHL rosters as it may be coming up this season. At least a couple of the players I think are already locks for either AHL or NHL duty, so I don't think anyone would be surprised to see them there, but a couple of these other players are a little bit more of an unknown. Before we talk about Winnipeg's future prospects and some of the training camp rosters, let's take a look at some of the transactions from around the league. Again, nothing too exciting, but a couple of names that are worth mentioning. One of them that does involve the Jets is Yona Luoto, who has actually been released by Winnipeg. He is, I don't know, maybe going back to Finland or something, but Luoto never really panned out as an NHLer or really as a top six AHL option either. I feel like his value would have been as a fourth liner in like a more defensive role, but Luoto just didn't really show a lot of offensive spark or anything that would make you honestly want to have him on a, a major roster. So Luoto's going to go his separate ways. I think this was a good decision from both parties. The Jets kind of get some contract space back, and they could get a, a spot that they could potentially use on one of the invitees that they have in one of their upcoming camps and see if there's a player there that maybe they actually want to extend. I think the biggest one for me right now is Evgeny Zvechnikov, which we'll talk a little bit about his situation coming up. But, you know, this this move on its own is actually a good sign that the Jets are still evaluating their roster spots, whether big or small, trying to make little changes here and there, and making sure that they take care of business. Around the rest of the NHL, we have a couple of different announcements. We've got Brad Richardson signing a one-year $800,000 contract with the Calgary Flames. He seems like the very much Calgary sort of fourth liner that they love. Brad is like a Daryl Sutter player who's very kind of the, the grittier sort, somebody who likes to forecheck aggressively. At one point, Richardson seemed to like have a scoring touch, but I think we all sort of understand that was never meant to last. He is basically like a replacement level forward, and I think the same can be said for the other guy that they re-signed, Michael Stone, for one year at 750000 And like signing Stone for me, I don't really understand it. I guess uh, he has somehow worked his way into Sutter's good graces. As far as like an NHL defender is concerned, Stone's just not really that kind of guy. I would say he's probably like a top four AHLD, maybe like a number 70 on most teams. But if he's getting like a lot of top six minutes, maybe on your second pairing or something, I think that that's a significant problem, which Calgary at times has actually done with him. Recently, I don't know if that's the case, but certainly in previous years, yeah, they seem to really like him. I don't know why. 
The other defender that they're bringing in is Eric Goodbranson for $1.195 million for one year, which, again, is another kind of contract that I don't really understand. Goodbranson is probably more of like a Daryl Sutter pick. He hits a lot, he's very big, he's very physical, but in terms of like actual defensive prowess, not really the kind of player that I would look for. I think Goodbranson at times... You know, he does have, like, a, a reputation that sort of precedes him as being essentially a waste of space. And I don't know that that's really the case exactly, but, again, I kind of put him in that, that Michael Stone category of player where he's fine as, like, a seventh defender if you have, like, a major injury crisis or something. But if you're looking for regular NHL minutes, especially, like, steady minutes, I feel like that's not going to go super well. Goody does have, like, some features that are useful, but certainly not enough to overwhelm the, the number of downsides that he brings, especially when it comes to defensive coverages. So yeah, um, Calgary continues to make a lot of moves. None of them really seem all that meaningful. I think the only decent move that they've made is re-signing Connor Mackey for uh, two years at $1.825 million. I think Mackey at one point was, like, a somewhat heralded, uh, like, NCAA free agent. I don't know if he's actually all that good. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, that's a pretty crowded blue line and not really many spots for some of the younger guys to fit in. And all of the veterans that they've brought onto this roster don't really move the needle for me. So yeah, I'm not really sure what Calgary wants to do. I think they want to get tougher and more physical because they know that certainly top-end scoring talent isn't coming to the team anytime soon. But I'm not real sure this is the best way to do it either. Uh, aside from that, we've got a couple of other small contracts to talk about. Tyler Bozek has resigned for one year at 750000 with the Blues. Bozak at one point was like a decent middle six center. I don't know where he is at this stage of his career. He might be more of like a fourth liner, if that, for one year at almost league minimum. I don't think he can really complain. He's an NHLer. He can play, soak up some soft minutes, and that's probably all you're looking for from him. Detroit has re-signed Giovanni Smith for around the same average annual value, if I recall correctly, and it's only a two-year deal. Giovanni is one of those guys who's actually provided pretty decent fourth-line value. Signing him for two years, you know, you get a, a pretty decent guy, depth player, brought back for a couple of seasons, and I think Detroit actually did an okay job here. Now, oftentimes, with, like, depth contracts, I don't really look for players that are signed to bigger money deals. You know me, I tend to like players who are on very budget-friendly contracts because those spots tend to be, like, really replaceable. And you just don't want to put a lot of cap hits into your depth players when you have to make, you know, larger moves at the, the higher levels and, and look for major contract extensions because once you get to that stage, you find out that the cap space that you need to re-sign some of your top young stars vanishes a lot faster than you'd realize. Maybe that's one thing that I typically appreciate with the Jets is even when they sign bad fourth-liners, it's not like they commit a ton of money there. The only players that I think they've made an exception for tend to be players like Adam Lowry. That one I wasn't really super hot on. I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, Lowry is one of those loyalty kind of contracts. And it, look, I like Adam, and I think he's a very talented player and somebody who contributes a major role for the Jets. But going forward, you know, he is starting to get closer to 30, and you have to wonder how many more seasons he can do this with the kind of physical toll that he puts on his body. Let's hope he continues to perform at a really high level because the Jets could certainly use that, and of course he's a fan favorite. Speaking of Jets players and all, in just a moment we'll take a look at the, uh, the training and minicamp rosters and talk about some potential narratives and storylines as we head into this uh, preseason stretch. We're getting close to the start of the regular season. Things are starting to ramp up, which means it's once again almost time for the Jets to hurt me. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit about why rockauto.com should be the only place you buy your auto parts. There are literally thousands and thousands of vehicles out there, and it's really hard for auto parts stores to keep up stocking parts, accoutrements, and everything in between. You might stand in line for 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes waiting for your chance to buy the part that you need, and you find out they don't even have it in stock. 
If you want to save time and money, then just go to rockauto.com instead. They're a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. Their easy-to-use intuitive website allows you to sort by make, year, and model of your vehicle and then set a price range filter so you'll always get the parts that you need at the prices you want. Whether you need a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you can save anywhere from 20, 30, even 50% off retail brick-and-mortar in-store pricing. So why shop anywhere else? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV all together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract whatsoever. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. Compatible with device required. Content varies by package. Go to DirecTV.com for more information. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are taking a look now at the uh, the upcoming Jets training camps. They've got a mini camp that starts off first, and then they have a full training camp a uh, couple of days later. On the, uh, the training camp roster, that is the mini roster, this one comes first, of course, and it's a little bit more, I would say, experimental. We're seeing a lot more prospects here, and certainly a couple of guys on tryouts. Uh, mostly players that I think, you know, you're, you've probably heard from like draft picks, but maybe a couple of uh, recent arrivals on PTOs and stuff. And I think the more interesting one that has shown up is Evgeny Zvechnikov. Now, Zvechnikov is somebody that I've talked about before. This kid is obviously super talented. He's He's got a great shot. And when he was drafted by the Red Wings, it was thought that he was going to be a 30 or 40 goal scorer. But of course, the injuries and the lack of progress in his game kind of uh, stalled out his career. Just this past season, it felt like Svechnikov was finally starting to find his footing and actually get into some NHL action. And he actually had a couple of uh, points, a couple of nice little goals, some assists here and there. But certainly not at the level where I think the Red Wings were really interested in bringing him back. And I think that that's the biggest problem is, you know, Svechnikov for a lot of teams doesn't really fill an immediate need that another player probably couldn't bring as well. Just because, you know, you're, you're bringing in Svechnikov and the likelihood of him actually staying healthy is unfortunately very low. And him coming on a PTO tells me that in some regards, the Jets are probably a little bit suspicious of where his upper body health is at this stage. You know, he's had a lot of shoulder injuries. He hasn't really been able to stay healthy at the pro level. And to be honest, it's hard to say how many injuries he can actually sustain beyond this before it becomes a point where he kind of needs to step away from hockey. You know, he's had a lot of issues and I think this contract actually makes a lot of sense. Just bring him in for camp, bring him in for some preseason games, see what Evgeny can actually do. If he really is capable of playing at the pro level, well, you've potentially brought in a really talented goal scorer who can fit on a depth role and honestly bring some really considerable punch to your power play. But otherwise, you know, worst case scenario, he's not capable of staying healthy. He doesn't really seem like he's going to be cut out at the pro level anymore. Let him go and find a spot where he can actually get some regular time and hopefully stay healthy. Aside from that, they also invited a couple of other guys. We're bringing back Harold's Eagle, which I think you saw last year. He was a pretty solid depth forward for the Moose. 
Uh, and then you've also got Evan Poli, and I believe Poli used to be a defender in Edmonton system. That was the last I recall of him. According to the uh, the sheet for the minicamp, he most recently was with the uh, the Cleveland Monsters, but I recall him playing for like Bakersfield at one point, and I don't really remember anything beyond that. So if you're looking to have any sort of expectations for him, probably not looking for much here. The last PTO invitee for this minicamp is Philip DeRosier, and he is formerly of the Florida Panthers. I don't know anything about him. He's a goalie. You know how goalies are with the Jets. They tend to scout a couple of types that they like. Big physical guys who can have really long wingspans, very good technical positioning and stuff. Philippe is not particularly tall or anything, so he doesn't actually fit the typical mold of what the Jets look for, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if he's just a, uh, a guy to bring in for camp and see if he's got anything, but otherwise... Those are most of the smaller invites. Um, of course, I think Svechnikov is probably the most likely guy to earn a major deal of some sort. Major being like an NHL contract or something. I would expect maybe a one or two year deal, but nothing more than that. And then from the rest of the lineup, we have a couple of interesting additions. One of them is going to be Mikey Isamont, and I think Isamont was actually pretty decent for LA's system. I think he was last with the Ontario Reign, and it seemed like he was starting to put things together, which for a lot of Jets fans should be exciting. If Isamont can actually light up with the Moose, I think that would be a really nice boost for the AHL club that often has had issues finding consistent offense. Uh, you know, Isamont doesn't really project as an NHLer, but if you're looking for a top six AHLer who has considerable scoring skill, that's kind of what you're getting with him. The other name that really jumped off the page for me is Dimitri Kuzman. And of course, if you've seen the video circulating on Twitter earlier this year, Kuzman seemed to be super excited to get drafted, you know, by his standards. He's, he seems like a pretty down-tempo guy, but I think he's very happy to join the Jets organization. And Kuzman, it seems like the Jets are really making a play to get him into the pro fold which is super interesting. It must mean that they want him in the AHL. They've already got him under contract, which is super interesting. You don't often see that with a guy who was drafted as late as he was, and certainly not from the Jets. Uh, and so Kuzman, if he actually shows off really well in camp, I could see him maybe getting a spot here with the AHL Moose. Um, obviously, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near the NHL team anytime soon. It'd probably be a couple of seasons, but at least getting him into North American hockey sooner rather than later, that's probably what the Jets are looking for here. And if he can actually do that kind of stuff, I'd be really happy. I'd, I'd be very impressed with his own professional growth and stuff. He's got a lot of issues in this game, but I think he also has a lot of potential if he can find that offensive jump and translate it to the NHL level. We'll start to get a closer look at him over the next couple of weeks and see what he brings to this team. I, I think he has some really interesting traits and skill sets, certainly stuff that the Jets need more of. Um, but that more or less wraps up the, the surprises and interesting players from this minicamp. In just a moment, we'll take a look at the larger training camp that comes right afterwards and talk about what players I'm expecting big things from. Before we dive into the upcoming training camp roster, though, I did want to tell you a little bit about why Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Are you someone who loves protein bars? Are you tired of all of your favorite protein bars tasting like ash and dirt? Maybe you're ready for a change. And as a fellow protein bar appreciator, I can tell you that Built Bar is your best alternative. It's the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar, with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. It comes in several delicious flavors like salted caramel, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so many other great flavors. Built Bar often releases very special, limited edition, limited quantity flavors that once they're gone, they're gone for good, so stay tuned to their social media platforms and their website to make sure you never miss another flavor. As delicious as Built Bars are, they're even better for you, with most bars clocking in at around 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and 17 to 18 grams of protein. Built Bars are perfect for every lifestyle, whether you're looking to maintain or lose weight. 
Placing your order couldn't be easier. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Place your order today for the best tasting protein bar on the market. When it comes to the wild, wild west of online betting, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should put your trust in BetOnline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action coming up. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Go to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. For brand new customers using promo code NFL100, they can take advantage of their opening day Super Promo, where you can make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champ Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Even if you lose, you'll be refunded up to $25 on your wager. What's not to love? From football, basketball, boxing, and more, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. And as always, don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 100% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight with some uh, thoughts on this upcoming training camp roster. You know, the Jets are starting to pull back in. Everyone's getting ready for the upcoming season. It's an exciting time if you like hockey, and I think the Jets actually have a good amount of stuff to be excited about. We're going to see a couple of new players join the Jets here, especially in this upcoming camp. Some of the names you're super familiar with, but uh, we've also got Dominic Toninato coming back. We're going to see Jeff Malott returning, although he didn't really play, uh, you know, certainly not at the NHL level. He played mostly with the uh, AHL squad with the Moose. But we're going to get some looks at newcomers like Brendan Dillon, Arvid Holm, maybe even a little bit of Mikhail Berdine action if he can actually get some time at the NHL level this year. Looking at this roster, though, the ones that I'm really circling and, and wanting to see a big performance from, especially as we head into preseason, are Christian Veselainen, David Gustafson, uh, who else? I think Sami Niku would be fun to see, but I, I think we already know what he is at the stage of his career. Heinola and Sandberg, though, might be the two guys most looking to make an impression in camp. They now have a pretty stacked left side to work against, and of course Heinola is uh, one of the youngest prospects. Sandberg's a little bit older, and both already have plenty of AHL experience, so it's not like they haven't been playing in the pros recently. Of course, uh, you know, Heinola has been playing for many, many years at the professional level overseas, but it kind of feels like this year is kind of a tipping point for one of these players, and I don't know which one it's going to be. My thought is it will probably be Dylan Sandberg. He might get packaged in a trade for somebody down the road. I feel like if he wants to make a major case to make the NHL, he's going to have to have a big preseason, a big camp, and try to find a way to prove that he is, in fact, maybe more capable than somebody like Logan Stanley or one of the other depth defenders that they've brought in. I tend to think, you know, the Jets rely on big physical defenders like Stanley. They look, I guess on the ice, they look to the coaching staff as really effective, and I know that... In certain samples, Stanley hasn't been atrocious, but I think Logan has a lot of limitations, and Sandberg, in my mind, could potentially be somebody who fills in a lot of those gaps. He might not be as tall as Stanley is, but he's certainly physical, he's got a big strong frame, he's got a nice shot, he can transition the puck well. I think Sandberg has a little bit more mobility. He's certainly the guy that I was thinking at some point would slide onto the second pairing down the road. I don't know if that trajectory is still accurate because, you know, the Jets have obviously overhauled the blue line. And right now, there won't be too many opportunities for him to slide into the lineup anytime soon. So this would be the big chance for him to make a case. Heinola, I think, is a little bit more safe. 
Vili would be a, a major trade ship, of course, but I feel like he's the guy that the Jets long-term want to keep around. He's younger, he obviously has a really high dynamic ceiling, and I think the Jets in general just seem to be pretty fond of him. I don't know how the coaching staff feels about Heinola, but certainly the management staff seems to be, you know, head over heels for his skill sets. I think he's proven a lot at the international level, especially in the youth circuits, and we've seen some really high-end professional play from him from the past couple of years of hockey. So, you know, Heinola at this stage just really wants the NHL role. If he can find a way to prove that he also deserves a look over Stanley, I think that that would be a major help for the Jets. He has a lot of skill sets that are more in line with players like, you know, uh, Nate Schmidt and some of the other guys, these really active puck-moving defenders who've got skill and can also contribute offensively. This is something that the Jets frankly need more of, especially if they know defensively they're going to struggle. Heinle can definitely work on both, and I think he still has some room to grow. You know, it's not like his recent NHL sample was amazing, but we know what Logan Stanley is. We really want to see what Heinle can develop into, and of course the same is the, the case for Sandberg, although Sandberg is a much bigger unknown right now. I feel like the defense might be one of the more intriguing unknowns with this team. We have a pretty good handle on the forwards, at least, aside from Veselainen and, and Harkins probably battling it out for one of the final, you know, Jets forward roster spots. But the defense, I feel like the defense has the potential for the most change, pending what happens over the next couple of weeks. And probably the thing that no one wants to talk about but might be really important is if anyone gets injured in camp or preseason. So let's hope no one gets injured, let's hope for full health, and we'll see if any of these young prospects can work their way into the NHL lineup sooner rather than later. For tonight's show, though, that is going to do it. I'd love to know your thoughts on who you think might make the cut out of camp and which players you're very eager to see. Be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter, and maybe I'll talk about your favorite players on our next podcast. Before you call it quits on the night, though, don't forget to check out one of our other great podcasts. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your favorite media. And as always, thanks for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!